You're now tuned in to Life Song Radio, a weekly podcast dedicated to accurately studying the Word of God in a comprehensive and biblical manner. Listen in as host Phil Ramsey, Blake Shankle, and Tom Hammond dig into the Word line by line, verse by verse, leaving no stone unturned. Grab your Bible and your notebook and get prepared to study the living, breathing, active Word of God. Now, here are your hosts of Life Song Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 286 of Life Song Radio. My name is Blake Shankle and along with me is... Phil Ramsey. Tom Hammond. Guys, hello. Hello, good to be here, my friend. Phil, good to have you back. Good to be here. Did you know how hard it was last week not to be here probably some of my favorite verses in the bible y'all discussed and i was not here i kept telling jimmy over and over again this is killing phil it's just killing phil <laughs> it wasn't well, the fact that jimmy was last episode <laughs> right yeah. well i had an option i had to uh it's, this is our vacation week you yeah. know and uh whenever our anniversary uh was a little while ago and first of july we never went anywhere so uh me and my wife went up to the lake for a couple of days so i had a choice me and my wife at the lake by ourselves or come to Jimmy's last show. I don't know if y'all have seen my wife. She is uh, easy on the eyes. So That's I, an easy choice yeah, for you. 29 years of marriage, and uh, I said, look, love you, Jimmy. I'll talk to you. I'll see you before you leave. That's right. I, I, you know, and I'll, I just said, Jimmy, Phil, he loves you. He just doesn't know how to show it. You know, I had that little speech. Yeah. <laughs> But I was, I'm, I'm excited to be back. Yeah. Uh, I did get a chance to listen to the show, and uh, it was it was really good. We're going to miss Jimmy. It was last week. It was last week. And so it's us three now, and uh, we got some uh, things in the works. We're very excited about the future of Life Song Radio. And uh, anyway, we'll keep you in tune. Yeah. Keep you in tune. Yeah, well, I'm excited to have Tom on board for this. You know, you and I have been doing this for several years now together, and, and now we have Tom on board, and, and it's a blessing to have him, just just his knowledge. And so we're looking forward to this journey. So yeah. so if you've just joined us for the past year, we've been on a roller coaster ride. We've been shedding people left and right, adding people. It's just crazy. But I'm hoping we're going to settle down for just a I little think bit. We are. I so think anyway, we are. but no, it, it, regardless, we've there's been some great uh, just – people who love the bible that's on this show and that's what our that's what our goal is, is to exegete the word we want to be able to we want to be able to exegete the word correctly and be able to get it to you correctly so that's a resource for you to be able to study the word of god and to have some more knowledge of the word of god but we find ourselves again in romans chapter 10 today and last week we we were um, in verse 14 and we i think we got through verse 16 i believe we're gonna back up just a little bit get a little running start and then we're gonna uh kind of dive on in and hopefully get through 17 today but uh verse 14 of chapter 10 of romans <clears throat> how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed how will they believe in him whom they have not heard and how will they hear without a preacher how will they preach unless they are sinned and just as it's written how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things however they did not all heed the good news for isaiah says lord who has believed our report so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of christ guys we were able to really just break that down we it, it for an hour we took just really one verse for a while and break that down but such big verses wouldn't you say these these are heavy hitters. They are from an evangelistic standpoint, and from understanding how the how God uses men and women to to uh, 
to get his message out, right? He could have chose any other means by which to get his message out, but yet he chose he chose fallible men and women to spread the word of God. And I would argue that it's the primary mission of the church. Absolutely. As much as we try to make it about us and body life and, and these programs and things, which I'm not against yeah. at all. But the primary mission of the church, if you read Matthew 28, was to get this word out, to get to get God's message of salvation out there so that people would not be as ignorant. If you go if this Romans 10, is all about Israel's ignorance, what they didn't know, so that people won't be ignorant of the way to God, the way the right way to God. And it's the churches. It should be their focus. It should be every pastor's focus. It should be every uh, church congregation's focus to get a pastor who, uh, who, who's all about this. Yeah. And here is the model. This is a biblical model, and it doesn't go along with every book on the bookshelf. By the way, no. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of people who would rather just sit sit in church and on Sunday mornings and call that that being a Christian. Rather than, but we're called to go out into this world, this dark and depraved world, and to share this this gospel and shine this light. And and I would say a lot of people don't do it because because it is difficult. It's and it's a tough message. Yeah, that, that's the other thing. We've so distorted the message into just a we love you, God loves you. Never bring them face to face with sin, with their need. You know, people can go to church a long time and never understand that they have to have a savior, that there's a need of a savior. It's a tough message when you tell it, when you preach this message biblically. Yeah, it, it's a it's a line in the sand. Absolutely, and I would say it's 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 a necessity in order for what these verses are telling us is in order for people to come to the Lord. In other for in other. In order for those to, how then will they call upon him? Ultimately, that's salvation, right? That's that's faith in Christ. How will they call upon him? The necessity in order for that to happen is the preaching of the gospel. And I would use the word respond. How will they respond to that message? Mm-hmm. Because I think it really applies to two, uh, diff- two different words that are in the passage you just read that both kind of lead you to. Now, technically, it's not the Greek word for response or respond. But I think in English, that's the way we have to understand it is to, to respond to this good news, respond to this message. Of course, we've talked about how you do that. You do that in faith and repentance. But there is a response that that has to be uh, given to this good news, or it's of no avail. It just falls on deaf ears. Absolutely. Well, Paul talks about this even on, early on in Romans chapter one, verse uh, verse five. Through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith. Mm-hmm. Our faith has an obedience with it. Has an obedience, it's, and it starts with repentance. That's that's really the first fruit you're going to see in the born again, uh, the person who has been born again. Uh, there's a lot of verses, by the way. You, you mentioned Romans 1, 5, uh, very next chapter, Romans 2, 8. But to those who are selfishly ambitious, he's talking about those who are not saved and do not obey the truth. Mm-hmm. And just throughout the New Testament, just time and time again, the word obedience is tied to this message that you have to respond to it in obedience, yeah. which, begin, again, I'll say, with repentance. Yeah. There has to be a change. There has to be something that, that is no longer. There, it's a new creature. Uh, it's called in another place. So how, how will they call on him in, who, in whom they have not believed? They're not. How will they believe in him whom they have not heard, or they're not? And how will they hear without a preacher? Well, they won't. Right, and so when we think about preacher, and I, I had a, I was at the studio the other day, and I love talk about Jesus, by the way. So I get a lot of traffic in the building that I am, 
that I'm in. And I had this lady, she, she, I got my gallery with, I'm a photographer for those who don't know. I've got all my uh, photographs. I noticed one thing in my studio though. It's not a picture of Blake and his family and Tom and his family. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'll talk about that when we get off the air. (laughs) Wow, <laughs> I used to, I used to have two of my, my two of my girls were up there, but yep. they, they got shuffled to the end. They didn't grow up since. But then. anyway, so uh, I was just I was, to be clear, you do this for money, is that what you said? <laughs> yes. And so uh, I was speaking to this lady, and our 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 small conversation turned into about an hour and a half. And when we got through, she said, "You know what? You should be a preacher." And I said, "I am." She said, "You are." I said, "Yeah." I said, "You are too." She's a Christian. Everybody has been called to herald and preach the gospel. Everybody. Nobody's excluded. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are to preach the gospel. Amen. So that's everybody. And we talked about last week, uh, Phil, and I would like to hear your comments on this. Uh, A lot of people want to do this. They want to substitute just living a good life for Instead of actually ever saying anything to anyone or talking about Jesus, talking about salvation with them, they just say, well, I'm just going to live a good life and let my Christianity be seen. What's the what's the famous saying we've all heard? Uh, It's better to live a sermon than to than to preach one. Is that really true? Well, well, and I know share the gospel and if necessary, use use words. words. Well, that's the most I used to believe that, by the way. Yeah. And until I read the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Until you read this verse. That's right. So nobody comes to Christ by your life. And you you said it last week. Yeah, if you're saved, you're going to live a good life. You should live a very good life, set apart, holy, walking in obedience. But nobody's going to get saved by what you do. But people can be saved by what you say, and that's the gospel. And let me and let me say this. And I said last week, we do we do live a good life, not to win, not to convert the lost to Christ. It is to validate our message. Yeah, is to give credibility to what we say. Yeah. And what what if we don't live that kind of life? You know what we're called? Hypocrites. I'm stinking hypocrites. And we all are. You know, we all fall in that category from time to time. But. What you say needs to live out in your life, and you don't need to give anybody an excuse to call you a hypocrite. That's right. And so that's what we – and we do fall. We're sinners. We're still wrapped in this flesh, and we're going to mess up. But for the most part, we need to get up and delight in the law of God and walk in obedience to our master and represent him well. I have, I have had people in the past, one guy in particular, he said, I feel on carry lunch. i got a question I want to ask you. And so we went to lunch, and he says, after we ate, he says, I need to ask you a question. What's going on with you? There's something different about you. And so that led into the gospel. You know, so I'm not, you know, people, your life will, people will look at your life, and hopefully you exhibit character, and you always do what's right. And, yeah, people, I think, are drawn, will be drawn to that. Still not going to get saved. Don't drop the ball. You know, share the gospel with them. Well, Israel had heard this good news. And they had actually heard it uh, before anybody that Paul was preaching to had heard it. This news, this message of the gospel was actually in their Old Testament. They had been reading it for centuries, and that's one thing Paul is highlighting in this chapter. So, what did they not? What, what were they not hearing? Well, they weren't hearing that salvation was by grace through faith. Is what they weren't hearing, and they were hearing. They were hearing in their own words that I need to work my way to heaven. Through Judaism. Yeah. 
that Judaism was the pathway to to standing right before God. And the Old Testament Old Testament testifies, no pun intended, throughout yeah. that it was never going to be that way. But they were not only were they deaf to it, they were blind to it too, I guess. Paul doesn't mention that here. You know, in 15 it says, how will they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good tidings. So I'm just looking at this here. And a lot of times we do see in the Bible where the church sent people out. But I want to go a little bit. But And you did say it last week. But I just I think we really need to understand this. How will they preach unless they are sent? And so the question is, who sent? And you, you referenced Matthew earlier. I just want to read it. Go for, go therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all, all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So who is to be going? Should we send folks out as missionaries? Absolutely. But every believer has been commanded by God to go, okay, and make disciples of all nations. This is something, if we were sitting back and wait, I go to, I go to Beaver Baptist Church in uh, Tennessee, right? Tipton County, Tennessee. And so if we send out a missionary, you know, we're a small church. We don't have a big budget. We need to fund him and pay his salary. He's not going to be able to hit a lot of folks. But if 150 or 200 of us, of us are there, if we are sent out, that word sent is where we get the word, uh, the word in the New Testament for apostle, same kind of root word, right? If we all think about if 150 now go out and sent, and I would say, I would even put it in the category of missionary. We're all missionaries. You know, it start, hey, we start at our house. We go through our door. We start with our neighbors, and we go to the, to the four corners of the earth, to all nations. So missions, and to be, in, to be sent is everyone. And, and to be a missionary also, I believe, is, is everyone also. And I know there, it can go a little deeper than that, but we're not, we, we're not excused from sharing the gospel to everyone who cross our path. That is not the preacher on Sunday morning's responsibility. We're to go out into the fields and do that. Well, there's one other promise here, Phil, that if you do that, you're going to have beautiful feet. Well, and I've I do done have that. good feet. Well, I've I'm done bragging. that, and I don't. So, so I, something's wrong. So what does this mean? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> it definitely doesn't mean you're going to have beautiful feet. No, that is what Paul does here. He goes and he, like he's always done, he goes back and he quotes the Old Testament. He comes back to Isaiah chapter 52 and verse 7. He quotes this, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. And and he really says, it's a it's a demonstrative expression, really. Oh, how beautiful these feet are, right? And, and the feet, what he's referring to is, is those who are sent out with the gospel, those who are running with the gospel. In fact, why I think it's interesting that he uses this beautiful imagery of feet is, is this, why we, we we, we walk we run with the gospel to to the to a dying world right and 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 we bring these good things when when someone is sent out with the gospel we're bringing good things and what are those good things i mean it's it's salvation it's justification it's reconciliation it's redemption ultimately glorification uh, yeah sanctification glorification that's what we're bringing we're bringing these good things we're bringing a peace offering we're bringing the olive leaf that you need to be in 
peace with God the Father. And so uh, the, all the great truths that are contained in the Word of Jesus Christ. And what, what strikes us is, is, like Tom said, was is that he says beautiful feet. And uh, those carrying the gospel to someone else are looked upon by God as having beautiful feet. Yeah. And, and that ties into the Matthew passage. Phil just read, go into all mm-hmm. the world. This is not a find your chair uh, plan in it and be willing to share it on who happens to walk by. This is an intentional, uh, th- this is to be an intentional effort to That's get right. this message out. It is a proactive command. That's right. It is, it is not, not wait for it to fall in your lap. It's get out there and find it. Jesus said, what? I came to seek that which was and lost. say and that which yep. was lost. Yep. And there is a there's an element of seeking here. Yeah. Yeah, and so we know what there is an element of seeking, and it, it is it is going out into the highways and byways and sharing this this good news, spreading the seed. And, and here's the thing: may we be good runners of the gospel. Maybe may we be when we stand before the Lord having beautiful feet, and that's what He looks upon. That's the goodness there. He sees is He sees His His sheep going out and sharing this word. And so uh, we we need to be running with this word, and because time is passing. Death is imminent. We're perishing, right? Judgment day is coming, and we need to be imminent with this word. May we be good runners of the of of the uh, of the the gospel. Yeah, and then right into uh, sixteen. Now, uh, this message has gone out, and Paul, of course, he's really focused on Israel in this chapter. He starts it out that he's praying for their salvation, for his brother's salvation. He's talking about the Jewish people. And he says in 16, however, they did not all heed the good news. Now, heed can carry a lot of different uh, kind of thoughts in in the reader's mind as to what Paul is talking about here. What is is he talking about heed? And I would just offer, uh, before you make comments on this, it's obviously, it's talking about some kind of response that Israel did not make to hearing this message. So what are we talking about with heed? Yeah, Paul, uh, my Bible has heed. The NASB has heed, Tom. I think the ESV, if you have it, and maybe even the King James Version, I believe is what I looked it up, has the the word obey Mm -hmm. in that. And so I think obey, and that goes to the response there is, I think that's a better translation there. I'll, I'll give it to the ESV uh, translators. And, is, and, King uh, and the King James. I'll give it to, that's what that Phil loves it. He's gloating right now because he's a KJV only. No, I'm no, just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, let's get, let's make this practical then. What is the first, what is the first response or obedience going to be for the, for the new Christian? Yeah, uh, baptism and repentance and repentance. Yes, I, yeah. I would even say repentance cool. precedes baptism. Well, we have, yeah, our faith is a repentant faith, right? I mean, it, right. The faith comes with when you repent. There's that faith. It's all kind of the the, the different sides of the same coin, right? So, so all the many times the New Testament talks about obeying the gospel, and it really ties this in a lot. Uh, I've got several verses here. I, I could read any of them. Uh, Romans two eight. But to those who are selfishly ambitious, talking about the unsaved and do not obey the truth. Mm. And time and time again, I'm re- I'm reading through here. Obedient to the faith. Uh, I'm seeing one here who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. That was in Thessalonians, Hebrews. And having been made perfect, he became to all those who obey him the source of eternal salvation. So obedience is directly tied to this to this hearing that we've been talking about, hearing this message, the word of Christ, and th- there has to be a response to it, yeah. which is first going to be in uh, repent, uh, 
r- repentant faith, yep. as you said. Yeah. So, yeah. so can we say this? The gospel is not a suggestion. The gospel is actually a command. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, that's why I think that o- obey is a better translation just yeah. beca- because of that point right there. Because if it's an invitation, I, you know, I can come. Okay, I'll take it or leave it. If it's a command then there's the obedience. We are called to obey this command. If we don't, there is huge repercussions. Mm. And so I completely agree. The command is, the gospel is a command. Would you, would you agree that it's an obedience of the heart? Yeah, it, there, it's obedience. Yes, yes, I would say obedience of the heart. It was, it's obedience. Yeah, you're, it's obedience of your heart, your affection, your, your will. will. Yeah. I would say it's fully an obedience of the heart because if you don't, if if you go beyond that, we're back into Judaism and rituals. We're back yeah. into yeah. externals. That's right. Yeah. So, so this is an internal obedience. Absolutely. That's going to come out. That's going to be manifest in the externals. There is a there is this obedience to there in this obedience. Yeah. They so well. Let's just look at it. However, they did not all obey the good news and and so this this good news they what what is it he's saying however he changes on a dime right i mean he he's he says all this about the preacher carrying the good news but then he says however they and and who is they it's israel right we're we're in, in context israel they didn't obey this good news and the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news is is that 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 He has come to save you. The, the good news is that He came and died for you. The good news is that He rose and, and, and sent the Holy Spirit to validate His resurrection. And uh, and what they didn't do was that their hearts weren't changed. Ultimately, yeah. it was an intentional deafness. I think that's what He's going to go on and develop. Is that it was an intentional deafness. Because if you if you know, we've been paying attention here in Romans chapter ten, Paul constantly is quoting from their Old Testament, and we made this point two or three shows ago. Paul is not appealing from him from his apostolic authority; he's talking to the Jews here in this specific chapter, especially, and he's saying everything I'm saying you've got in in your scriptures, if you'll just hear it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, absolutely. He continually pulls back to the Old Testament, and he's going to throughout the rest of this chapter. I mean, it's just yeah. uh, back to back to back right. to back Old yeah. Testament quotes. Next week will be in the Old Testament for the majority of the time, you know. But but that's it though. And and Paul is continually he's saying Israel did not obey. That's why they're in this situation they are right now as apostates is is they didn't obey. They didn't heed the word. They didn't obey the word. They didn't obey the command of the good news is is that you come to God based upon his grace through faith. You know, look at Abraham in chapter 4. He's already made the point that our our salvation is through faith. And but but again, we've made the point is that that that's not how they chose to operate. They thought that they looked down at their nose through that. Paul is also doing something else here, and this is just a teaser for a future show. Uh, Paul is also setting up for why the church exists in this. So as you read this passage, this part of Romans chapter ten, just know Paul is explaining why Israel right now is not in the not in the fold. And he's explaining, he, he is setting up for what he's going to say later, especially in chapter 11, about the existence of the church and the purpose for it. Now, we're not going to get into that in this show, but he is laying out, Israel had the first shot at this. 
fact, they were reading about what I'm preaching about all the way back to, to Isaiah. Even you can go all the way back to the Abrahamic covenant when God said that all people will be blessed through your seed. Yeah. And they were totally ignoring that. So they have not responded or obeyed this good news. But what is the good news? Now, we've got to go to 17. What Paul really gets specific about what he's talking about here in 17. What is it that they are not responding to? What is it that they're not obeying? Verse 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So it's the word of Christ they're rejecting. And maybe we should look at that and, and really understand what Paul was talking about there. Yeah, so Paul, here in this verse 17, it's really a summation verse here. This so is bringing everything kind of together that he just spoke of. All right, this so faith, right? So faith is, is, is this, this, it sums up verse 14 all the way through 16. So faith comes, and, it, and it, this is just him uh, recapping it, right? So our faith in Christ Jesus comes from what? From hearing, he's already said that, right? Hearing, hearing the word of God. In hearing by the word of Christ, and and the word here, we what we have to understand is is the the, uh, the word is not referring to the written word of this this here. That that's a different Greek term. The Greek term he's speaking of here is the word is called is rema, and in that he's speaking of the spoken word of Christ, and so. Uh, it's it's a speech. It's a discourse. I, we would say it's a sermon. Faith comes by. Here's what it is. Faith comes by the preached or declared word of God. It, there's a unique power that comes when the word of God is preached through a through, to a through a human vessel. There's there's something unique about it. I'm you know there people are saved through the written word, but yet but yet we need people who are preaching this word. We need people who are calling people to repentance. People we need to remind people. We need to let people know that this is a command from God. And in fact, when when you uh, when you disregard it, which is a the blatant most disregard, is when you have it there in front of you, yet you reject it. That's the problem with Israel, is they had it from in front of them. It was right there, God in their midst, but yet they snubbed their nose at it, and they rejected it. Can I challenge you just a little bit on the, on the word rhema? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I totally agree with you. It's a spoken word made by a living voice. So th that really goes, uh, th that really gets specific. A spoken word made by a living voice, but yet you brought up that it's something beyond just reading this message in the Bible. However, Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and active. So I might push back on that this message is does not fall under this category if read i'm thinking of gideon bibles in a hotel room and people's testimony i heard that that came to the lord uh you know but to back up what you're saying they would take that bible they would read and then they would go find someone and talk to so i think the spoken oral word has to accompany it but i don't want to i don't want to diminish the yeah. role scripture plays in this yeah i would i would agree i mean there's probably there's been many people who have just read the gospel of john and come to know the lord because the power is in the gospel but 
I would say that what what he's saying here is is that we we need this this hearing by this by the we need preachers right we need those who are heralding the word and I I, I think that's how the majority of people come to know Christ is I through would, the heralding would, of the word and I would say not many people have have read the Gospel of John that doesn't have a few questions yeah. that they need to talk to someone that's right. and it's so important our churches train people that have them trained up in the word of God to where a person can come ask them a question and them take God's word and and give the answer, give a biblical answer to their question. And that is why I'm so I get so touchy sometimes about our curriculums in our educational classes in churches that's just all about us. It's just all about uh, how to be better, how to be how to be a better me. You know, and how to use God to my advantage, and how yeah. to use Christianity to to leverage it for my for my benefit. No, I think sometimes we need to back up and just do some training on. Let's let's come up with a list of questions an unbeliever or a new convert or a potential new convert is likely to ask. Where do we go in Scripture and find an answer for that? And that's just get your nose in the book and learn it, yeah. uh, kind of stuff. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So if that's the case, shouldn't the bulk of our time in the pulpit be talking about Christ and yes. his and his word? Yeah. And and a little bit less on you and the application of the text, you should be explaining the text about Christ. And I, I see that I heard saw a testimony the other day of, of somebody and it was a I mean, folks, from what I understand uh, in the post, I saw, man, they got saved. Unfortunately, Christ wasn't mentioned. Hmm. And uh, I didn't understand that at all. <laughs> so if, if folks are going to if folks are going to be saved, we got to preach the word about Christ. So more Christ, less us. Lift him up, we go down. What would you say to the pastor who's got a congregation of people he is reasonably assured have, have all come to faith in christ um of course we never know you know we don't i don't think any of us have ever looked in the lamb's book of life i think we would all be surprised at who's uh, in there and i think we would all be surprised maybe at who's not in there but what would you say to the pastor who gets up every sunday morning that is preaching to a saved crowd i would say continue to preach the word of christ yeah. i would say this yeah, I, I, I would say this don't well this goes in a whole different show but let's not tack on the gospel at the end as if it's some addition or or an appendix to your sermon the gospel needs to be woven out through every through your whole sermon there we need to touch upon the gospel of Jesus I agree, Christ I agree with what you said still preach the gospel but you know what if you're a pastor and you're you're just convinced that you're speaking to a saved congregation preach the message but train your audience in how to share this, mm. it can be it can be turned into that fairly easily. Yeah. Well, I, well, just 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 appeal to the Apostle Paul. What did he say in First Corinthians chapter two two? For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And then he goes on in chapter one of verse twenty three. We preach what Christ crucified. That's it. That's what we preach. Now, our whole message isn't going to be on the resurrection every Sunday either. But what it needs to do is, is we need to have good, our, our, our pastors, our pastors, I mean, they're students of the word and their message is going to revolve around, they're going to, they're going to study the word. But guess what? It's going to tie in with Christ. If it doesn't, we need, man, we, we kind of need to go back and 
punt upon that message because this whole Bible is pointing to him. Now, I'm not saying you read Christ into every single word because that's not how we do that, but this whole Bible is pointing to him. I don't know. Jesus on the road to Emmaus told those he carried them back to the Old Testament, showed them how every bit of it pointed yeah. to him. Well, it all points to him. I'm just saying if I read and, it doesn't mean Christ. I'm just saying, well, and, all right, Christ crucified. Yeah. No, but I, I agree. So that's what we're to do. Paul, Paul made the emphasis on the preaching on Christ, and may our pastors do it as well. Paul focused on the preaching of Christ. The, the gospel is primarily meant to be preached, I want to say. Primarily meant to be preached. That's what we're to do is preach the gospel. And I, and I just hope that today, that, that's, that's my goal, is that I have a zeal for the word and that I have this, this uh, the heralding of the gospel, right? I, I, hope, I pray that, that just in my life is that I share this good news and that I herald it. And so I, I think just as we, as we come to a conclusion today and kind of just thinking through some application points for us today and how do we apply this a little bit is, is uh, first of all, I, I, would, I would hope that you seek out a gospel preaching church today. With a pastor whose fidelity is is to this gospel, um, you know the. Here's another thing about this. I was I was thinking when you said that. Where is our love for people, if we're not passionate about getting the, if we're not passionate about their eternity? I mean, really, are we? We say all oh, we love people. Do we mm. really love people and can sit idle? While their eternity is is on a wide road uh, and they're perishing, I would say no. I really would. If, if you if you're if you truly if we truly believe what we say we do, then we act on it. If we truly believe that people are going to hell without Christ, and the only way that they're going to be saved is to hear the word about Christ, then they must respond to what they hear in obedience, faith, and uh, repentance. If we truly believe what we say we do, we tell them. Well, we compare it to someone. If you're walking past a house and you see smoke coming out of a house and you actually see the person in there lying in there, uh, semi-unconscious, it would be the same point as if us just walking by that house and saying, ah, because the house is just going to burn. Somebody else will. Somebody else will send a preacher. I think that it's not my job. I'll let the other guy get it. I didn't go to firefighting school. No, we no. You've been you've been given the tools. You've been equipped to go firefight that. In fact, don't fight the fire. Go get the person. Pull him out of the pull him out of the rubble. Now that's a, the analogies break down. But that's ultimately what it is. Is is we don't let's, let's see people and we need to love people, even our worst enemies. We need to see them as man. Really, Phil, we talked about this before. Is is they're they're slaves to the devil. Yeah, they're in, they're, they're in, that's how you got to view them. They, so sometimes we get a little mad. Yeah. Look, we get mad at folks. You know, I get, I had to check myself. We do. I do. I, I, you do. You get upset sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I did today, by the way. And but I, what I have to understand is, is it, this person here who's who's mocking God, they are enslaved to sin, and they. I was just like them before I got saved. So they're not my enemy. They're my mission field. Yes. And yes. so we start. We have to view not only the people we love, but we have to view our enemies yeah. is folks that need to be saved and snatched out of the fire. Paul was ne- Paul never lost his amazement at his own salvation and his passion for his for his lost brothers yep. never it, it it never lessened. And I think when you truly understand God's grace and you truly understand what he has brought you out of, 
through his blood on the cross that that passion has to be there that it's something that just that's just a formula that doesn't work for me to truly understand grace and and god's uh, salvation and god's um what god has done for us through jesus christ and not want to share that Mm. Yeah. I, that just that just doesn't compete. Well, with something's me. not clicking. We're, we're we're failing in our churches. I was teaching Sunday school a couple of years ago, and there was about forty uh, adults in there. And I asked the question: How many of you share the gospel this week? Not a hand. I said, How many share the gospel this month? Not a hand. I said, Has anybody here ever shared the gospel? Forty people. Not one hand. Mm. All right, so we got 40 people, 40 professing born-again Christians, and everybody's going to hell, and we in our Christian life have not told one person the full gospel, not just part of the gospel, the full gospel, seeing the cross and judgment, not one person. So I think we have, in our churches, we have failed to teach people, you know, teach people, I think, really just how to do it yeah that i would say that's one thing is is that we just we have failed on our discipleship of our and of we'll our be teaching a class we will we are here, in, here I, I can't in, wait Bill's going to be we're going to teach a one-on-one uh, evangelism one-on-one at yep. our church but and, and and i hope maybe you're already doing that if you're listening today maybe you do that that's awesome i just i do pray for my heart that i have this heart for the lost and and and, and i guess that from an application standpoint let's be praying for our hearts let's just ask god that that we have this heart for the lost because when we have that heart for the lost man we'll do it we'll we'll stop at nothing to share this great news and we'll be the and we'll understand this verse better is that faith it only comes from a hearing of the word of God, and and I, and I just say that again. Go back to seek out a church that where your pastor is a is a Christ preaching pastor. Yeah. If it if the sermon is about you every Sunday, you 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 me me me, how can I make a better life now? And you're just you're just a real topical series. I just I would question that a little yeah. bit. I'm, I'm not saying to leave, but may want to talk to your pastor yeah. about that. Why aren't we exegeting the word here? Why aren't we doing that better? Why aren't we? I, I haven't heard Christ other than to the very end where you had the call to invitation. That that That's some questions there. The power is in Christ. The power is in his word to change us, to fully mold us into his image, not only to save us, right? It's not only that we come to know him through his word as far as from a salvation from dead to life, but we also to come to know him intimately and we get we're made into his image. We're perfected into his image, sanctified by his word. That's what we are. That's what we do. And, and so this faith comes from hearing. Well, I would say this faith, this obedience to the faith comes from hearing the word as well. Wouldn't you say that is, is every Sunday morning, if, we're, if we're, we need to be sitting under gospel preaching pastors who, who, who exegete the word correctly and so that we, man, we grow in our faith. I, 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 for the longest, I said, you know, I, I, I didn't grow in my faith. Because I wasn't being fed the word, man, and, and, and it just finally clicked. It's like, this is, I've got to have the word. I was hungry. I was starving. So anyway, let's be, may we sit up under it. May we be there regularly with it, with our pastors. Pray for our pastors. Pray for our missionaries as well. Let's soak it up. We'll drink it in. We, we follow when the pastor's preaching. Hey, follow it in your Bible. Meditate upon the word. Take notes. That's my biggest. I love taking notes, man. I think that's the biggest way to to, to be able to 
pull something out of a message. And also this, support it with our prayers too. Encouragement. Hey, finances as well. Inviting people. May we, may we do that. May we be good gospel uh, uh, preachers. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it's going to be a wrap for today. Uh, Blake, tell us how... <laughs> Uh, tell us how uh, people can tune into the show. Yeah, so we want to go to this. And you share wanna, it. We're yeah. on Facebook, but be, for, be sure and share it. Yeah, so we're on Facebook. You can just go to Life Song Radio. Just Google it, if you will, Life Song Radio, and it'll, it should pop up there. Uh, you can you can contact us on, on our Facebook page, if you will. Write a comment. at the our, our shows are posted there, so you can write a comment there. You can also go to our radio our, our website, lifesongradio.com. That's lifesongradio.com, and there's a, there's a contact us page as well. And, hey, send us a message. We'd love to hear your feedback and all that's the only way we can get better is by you yeah. you know giving us some feedback and stuff and we'd love to hear that and and hey if you have a question hit us up on facebook would love to be able to do that and, and to be able to interact with you as well guys y'all have anything else to add that's it great show great show Man, tom appreciate you for being here and we thank you again for listening to us this week uh next week join us next week on life song radio you've been listening to life song radio you can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to continue to study throughout the week, check out the resources available on our website at lifesongradio.com. See you next week for another episode of Lifesong Radio.